detailing the spots you're gonna regret if you miss them this is all about the spots that you have to get when you detail your car I'm Ivan I'm Nick and this is the DIY detail podcast we're talking about those spots where you finished cleaning the car you've put everything away all your detailing paraphernalia is nicely secured you go to drive the car you open the door and go oh I missed that spot or as a professional, these are the spots, because that's sort of what informed this exactly, podcast yeah. idea. I told Ivan, the spots that you have to get as a pro. What spots is the customer going to notice later that you kind of looked over that are actually the most important stuff? So like, these are, I don't know, maybe a half a dozen areas around the car that we think yeah. you gotta get right, and then you'll never get them wrong again. Exactly, and what are your spots? Put them down in the comments below. We love to hear what you're thinking. Now. One of the main spots is door jams. They're like, you know, the, the no man's land between two war-torn countries. Yeah. Basically, does it go with the interior detail or the exterior detail? Who's responsible for this gray area? Exactly. There's and, chaos there. Right. It, it there's builds chaos. Up. Yeah, there's stuff. And if you live in a northern climate, there's been rust-proofing put on the car. There's oil that seeps out here and there. It's just... It's a nasty zone that no one really wants to attack, but when you do and you get it right, it's spectacular. Oh my gosh, so real quick, put in the comments below, do you think door jams are included in an exterior detail or an interior detail? Or both. Or both, I would say both. Yeah. I would say the longer I'm in this detail game, the more I realize like door jams are crucial. Like you go through the drive-through car wash, but do they get the door jams there? Never. No. So it's something that a human with a towel by hand needs to do. Right. And when it's done, it's like when you go to get your hair cut and they, I don't know, I go to a barber. Right. I, do I go to a barber? I got the mole. I was going to say, your barber yeah. missed a spot for the last month or so. There are times <laughs> where you get the head massage or you get the shampoo. Like those days, are, the salon days are yeah. bad, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a manly man now with my mullet. But, you know, if you get a detail, you're expected that person to just, like, slave away and get the door jams. Yeah. So if it's not done, you're going to notice something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. The mullet's got to go. Try but anyways. to avoid the mullet talk. <laughs> yeah. So back. that's a regret. He'll regret the mullet in many years from now. Uh, that, <laughs> it'll be a source of laughter and possible yeah. pain. Exactly. Yeah. Remember that picture? Anyways. <laughs> exactly. It'll be funny, though. It'll be like the 80s are now. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Is that funny? Anyway, yeah. anyways, comment so below the if you have any comments on the mullet. Yeah, Continuing so the on. other spot, and we'll stay sort of in that no man's land. You've detailed the car, you've driven it for a day or two, you pull up to the gas station, you open the fuel filler door, and there it is staring at you in the face. You missed that spot. The gas cap. Yeah, the gas cap. Behind that door, there's hidden dirt. And there's some vehicles that you actually... Want to be very cautious in detailing. Late model Fords, they have no actual gas cap. The door is the gas cap. And I've seen people with pressure washers go in there. Not a good idea because then you have the uh, inevitable check engine light come on. Wow. So what is your advice then for cleaning the gas cap area, just broadly speaking? Broadly speaking, uh, get in there with a, a nice fine brush, towels but no pressure washer. Because you see people with pressure washers in there all the time on YouTube and yeah. Instagram. and On some media. vehicles, it's fine. But on, like I say, the late model Fords and some others have the no gas cap cap. 
Right, you open it and then there's no cap. Right, you just stick the nozzle in. Be careful of those. Mm, that's a really good point. Yeah. Another area there, like, people are going to notice the gas cap. Right. And I know that we have finite amounts of paint, so comment if you like. But if you're really trying to dial in a car on a paint correction, like, I'm talking about more than just a, a one-step polish. Yeah. You don't want to ignore the gas cap area. Now, I'm curious, like, how thin is the paint there, right? It always Is it, is it plastic, the gas caps? Like it, Some are plastic. The paint is thin. It feels very fragile there. So I don't want to go crazy with my compound. No. But you also don't want to ignore that area because that's what the people are really going to see a lot. Yeah. You know, below your knee on, like, a, you know, door or whatever, like, no one gets down on their knees and sees that. But they are going to stare at that gas cap every time. So yeah. if you leave something glaring there, they'll notice it. Right. So keep it clean like the door jams. But and don't go crazy with like no, a, a three-step sand no. buff polish. Okay. Right. And the more often you clean these areas, the easier they are to clean. Oh, good point. Yeah. Like now, like your earlobes. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to be digging in there and coming out with like a no, you don't big wanna, thing of wax. Yeah, you don't want to you know, have a wax collection. Uh, other things while we're on the exterior of the car, don't forget the front grill. Ooh. You know, cleaning the grill, pressure washing it while it's wet, it looks good. But after that, is it still looking good? Probably not. So with those black plastic grills and cars now seem to be having these big monstrous grills at the front sometimes, get a nice fine brush, soft brush, doesn't have to be fine, but a nice soft brush and get in there and work that grill once in a while. Get that dirt really off of there. And it's going to give that little pop of extra. Oh, yeah. And I would also say when you've shined the tires with tire dressing, preferably right. our tire lotion, um, there's a chance that right at the bottom part of the tire, because it's on the ground, you're going to miss it. So you back the car up, maybe right. a foot, and then you, and then you just kind of you brush, you caress that edge just to get that final pop. Right. It's going to be uneven. Yeah. Unless you do that, your customer may or may not notice, but it's just going the extra mile. Right. Um, something that they'll definitely appreciate. Right. Now, what we used to do in my shop, first of all, most of the detailing was done on scissor lifts, so the tires weren't even touching the ground. But if we were in an area we had overflow, we would actually put the car up on little pieces of 2 by 10 but the tire just overhanging just a quarter inch. So now we can get the whole side of the tire at once. And at the same time, it lifted the car up just that extra inch and a half. It just makes vacuuming the floor a little easier. It just makes getting into the interior a little easier. I never heard of that. Does that look weird to customers who would see that their cars were on wood? They would ask why. And then we'd explain and go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing with door jams is um, this might be kind of a secret trick. So this is the first time I brought it up. Okay. Ivan, you might disagree. Can you feel the, the urgency in the air? Go for the it. The pregnant yeah, pause yeah. of awkwardness. Uh, water spot remover on door jams. Yes. So as almost like a pre-treat, like you're going about your de detail, whatever, interior. Yeah. I just kind of like spray water spot remover on the really nasty looking door jams. And I just let it work for a while. Yeah. And then I come back to the door jams. Right, exactly. Thoughts? Yeah, it works well. Uh, we used to do, especially on the oily, greasy ones, spray in all clean. Let it sit there while we're washing the outside or pre-treating the outside, and then with the pressure washer, you have to adjust the pressure down and get a narrow angle, like a 15 degree angle tip, but you can easily go in and pressure wash that out. It's gonna take a lot of it away. But people that 
pressure wash frequently their door jams, they need the water spot remover because you rarely get in there and dry it fast enough. I don't know what it is about some cars that just end up just caked in all kinds of water spots on the door jams. Yeah. I mean, usually there's an issue on the exterior as well, if that's the case. Yeah. But you could just be doing an interior. You could be doing your own interior and not know where to start. Um, so you could do all clean and then pressure wash out and then water spot remover. Yep, exactly. Let dwell or agitate with a brush yep. and then rinse out again. Yeah, I've recently started using a pressure washer on door jams and you just have to commit to like, there's gonna be a little bit of overspray in the interior. Yep. Even with the right angle, just have a towel ready to like wipe it down real quick. Right, yeah. Now, the interior, what are the spots inside? There's a couple. You gotta dial in the interior windshield, yep. which is the last thing you do when you have the least amount of energy and focus, but like, trust me, it works great. Yeah. Um, and then you wanna get the- Sun visor. Sun visor mirror and uh, the rear view mirror. I just think like mirrors are everything. Yeah. Um, so I'll start there. And sun visor, if it has the little makeup mirror or you know, mustache checking mirror, then <laughs> definitely- call it? Yeah, well for me and it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's my hair okay. But anyways, uh, that mirror, you wanna make sure it's clean as well. Because oh, yeah. that's one of those little regret spots. You put it down, you go to check your mustache, you flip that little door across and oh, it's all dusty, it's all dirty. Well, you're trying to figure out like, does the mullet, is it, is it popping today? Like, is it yeah. curling the way I need it? You know, so yeah. it's the mullet mirror, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the stash mirror, you know. But anyways, that, now, <laughs> while we're up in that upper sphere, we have the mirror, we have the, the, you know, the windshield obviously is a big spot. The vents, the defroster vents on the dash, they're hard to reach, they're hard to get to. If you have compressed air, just blow in, <laughs> excuse me, just blow in a little bit there. That's gonna make them a little fresher. And it's not something you see sitting down in the car. But you're walking up to the car, you're glancing through the windshield to the interior, and you see that in there. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't even think I do those. I mean, I think I sort of casually do that. Yeah. But I sometimes have the approach like, if the customer can't see it, it's not there. Not out of laziness, just out of like, there's so much to do in a car. What, right. can, I, what can I do to avoid working more? And it's something that we used to do dealership cars a lot, and it's something that we actually concentrated on and they were marked on because the dealership is always walking up to the car looking at the VIN number. When they're looking at the VIN number, what do they see? They see that vent. And ours, we always made sure that there was no candy wrapper stuck in there sure. or parking ticket or something like that. You know, we went the extra mile to get that out and just clean it a little better. Yeah. So, well, one way to really get this all dialed in is to take the car out of the garage when you're done yeah. and just do a sun check. Yeah. Sun is the truth teller. Right. So when you get that interior detail all dialed in, then roll it outside if you can. Yep. And check it out there. And then you're going to see the little dust on the little nav screen. <laughs> yeah. Or one other thing that I like about the reversing the car and doing the tire shine, you know, after you've backed right. up for a foot, is when you reverse the car, there's more grime. Right. The shifter. Shift. And if you remember a manual transmission, uh, you know, the shifter boot moving around a little bit for an automatic, you want to go down all the way to low to get that whole little plastic strip there. Make sure that it's clean. And then the e-brake, obviously, yeah, on most cars. Or, exactly. Yeah. Same thing. You want to get in there. Another thing that gets neglected a lot is your pedals. You want to have clean pedals. Mm. When you open the door, you see the pedals. Now, granted, they're not going to stay clean long because as soon as you sit in the seat, where are your feet going? On the pedals. But that first impression is like, oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't have a little dental pick to get into all the little like plastic crevices, 
you know, the kick plate or the pedals. Um, you can find whatever you have around. Do I have a little screwdriver? Do I have a business card? Do I have a credit yeah. card? Like, that's the beauty of detailing. A toothbrush, like, you can a get creative stick. with whatever you have, right? Yeah. And that's why I think door jams are so important. If you have a steamer, it makes pedals and door jams uh, a real breeze. A lot easier, yeah. Um, and then there's the trunk jam, which can be really easy to neglect. Yep. Because it never gets the love, but it will get open at some point, and there's just gunk everywhere. Yeah. And speaking of opening the trunk, there's usually a license plate attached to the trunk, especially on SUVs. Mm. When that hatch is coming up, and then you see that little half-inch area above the license plate, below the handle, just that one little area that always gets grungy, and it's at the back of the car, it's in a you know, weird aerodynamic area that just gets gunk plastered on it. But that around the license plate and above the license plate, so that little no man's land again, between the license plate and the hatch handle, that's always a bone of contention. Yeah. I like to do the door jams um, as I'm doing the interior. Right. And I'll do a deep clean and I'll kind of flush them maybe with rinseless wash. And then I'll do the exterior. This is just the way I do it. And then when I'm finally done and I've ceramic glossed the entire exterior, quick yeah. beads or whatever, but I've got a lot of, you know, last step protection product on my wet drying towel. Yeah. Uh, then I'll open up the door jams and I'll protect the towel. Uh, I'll protect the jams. And I, I've already used that towel for my paint. Right. So it's on its like end of its like uh, journey. Right, exactly. Before it gets washed. So it might get a little grungy in the door jams, but I've already pretty much washed them. So it's not getting super nasty. And then I'm laying down protection. I'm using the same towel. It just feels like a very nice way to like kind of finally punctuate this uh, yeah. magnum opus. Exactly. Is that the right metaphor? I don't know. I have no idea. But anyway, sounded good. <laughs> uh, you know, in other little areas, the wheel wells. Now, the wheel wells are sort of a bone of contention for a lot of people. Yes, we want to clean the wheel wells. Now, spending an hour and a half cleaning a carpeted wheel well that is going to get driven down the road in five minutes, not a good idea. Choose your own adventure, but just know that you're not getting paid for that. Yeah. Make it nice. Make it clean. If you've got you know, a, a lifted truck, then yes, that is a focal point. You see it. If you've got a lowered car, you'll never see that door jam, or you'll never see that wheel well ever. Uh, so that's one of the things that some people, when they step back from the car, they go, ooh, I missed that. And when you're up close to the car, you don't see it. It's like the rocker panel. When you're up close, you don't see it. Step back 30 feet, and it's like, oh, I missed the rocker panel, I missed the splitter on the front end of the car, and I missed, oh, that, those three little fins on the back there. Mm-hmm. So... Or if you're like at the bottom of the driveway and yeah. you look up and you see you just didn't hit the the bottom of the front or back of the car. Yeah, right? exactly. Or the bumpers. Yeah. So those might get noticed. And then one other thing when you're popping open a trunk, um, where you store the tire. So just that compartment area yeah. in the back. Sometimes that can get filled with dog hair, dirt, debris. You might not be looking for it because you're trying to have an easy day detailing. But if it's your car, especially... Don't underestimate the power of the customer or just your partner or whatever, like opens it up yeah, and there's stuff in there. Yeah. It's worth cleaning out, it's a pain in the butt, especially if you're just like, I already cleaned the whole trunk area and then you open it up and it's disasterville. Yeah. You're like, do I blow this out with compressed air and create a tornado or? Vacuum. I've been there before. Yeah. 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 And if it is your own car, take the time while you have that open to check the pressure in your spare tire. Tell me more. Your spare tire, you're going down the road, you have a flat. I recently had two flats on my car. So I speak from experience here. You want to make sure your spare tire is ready to do its job. 
And if it's been sitting in there for two, five, 10 years, who knows if it has air in it or if it has the right pressure. So while you've got that trunk jam open, if, or the trunk open, you've got that lower compartment open, the spare tire is sitting right in front of you, check the pressure on it. Mm. It's not hard to do. So wise, Evan. So yeah. wise. Just like I said, speaking from experience. Luckily, I had two flats in the space of one week, and on the Fiat, uh, the roads were, let's say, a little rocky. Uh, but anyways, it makes you love Utah winters even more. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, one was in Utah, one was in Wyoming. But uh, that being said. Luckily, our spare tire was in shape, was yeah. at the right pressure, everything was good, so no damage was done anywhere. Uh, even the rims weren't affected. We have a good TPMS system, so we were able to catch it immediately. But two tires, two sidewalls blown out. We hope that this podcast helps you live a life of no regrets Right. when it comes to detail. And if you have past regrets about your detailing experiences, let us know. We always love to answer your questions and read your comments. Hey, one last thing. Yeah. This is an awesome video. I hope you check it out.